Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Third time in a row, we have Ryan from Dangerous World. Ryan, thanks for joining. Of course, sir. Thanks for having me. We got uh, Andy from the Deep Share. Andy What's from up? my home, well, my new home state of Massachusetts for now. <laughs> How's it going, man? Thanks Good, for Andy. Me. We got Ken from Black Pill Radio. Yo, yo, what up? Thanks for having me, man. Hey, my pleasure. And the one and only Miss Janet from Deplorable Nation. Hello, hey, hello, Janet. What's up, Janet? How's it going? Good, good. Not bad. So we're going to kick this thing off tonight. And in typical master debaters fashion, we have no pre-planned agenda. We're just going to let it roll. Um, I know Ryan has something he wants to kick it off with, and we'll go from there. Go oh, man. It, I, dude, I was just saying, like, I, I liked what we were talking about just before we started recording here. But I did want to talk about a little bit uh, of how... You know, Ken mentioned that everything is becoming corporatized, it seems like, right? All these, you know, conspiracy theorists are starting to seem like 
they're acting like they're all about free thought but then of course they're doing ad reads and i'm guilty of that you know like i if someone's willing to pay a little bit like i'll i'll read read the ad right um but then you start getting people that are just shilling for companies and the guy that i wanted to bring up was steve quayle who supposedly he almost just passed away which is tragic anytime something like that goes down right i mean like both my parents got covid they were very sick um this is a weird virus man it's a weird thing i i i obviously believe that it's a a real thing it's a real flu type situation but it's a little different because it affects some people massively and it affects people like not at all in some cases right um this steve quayle dude who's like kind of an og prepper kind of back when prepping was like the doomsday prepper tv show guys are like shooting their fingers off and passing out even though they're preparing for the apocalypse and shit like that it just you know these people are just not prepared for the apocalypse but they're they're glamorizing it and this guy steve quayle got what i believe is covid but he was saying that he believes that he was attacked with a specific bioweapon that was going to damage his immune system more than it would people around him. And he was deliberately infected. uh, And it was essentially a hit that was put out on him. And you get people like Mike Adams that are jumping on board. They're interviewing him. They're like, oh, how did it feel to have a hit put on you, a biological weapon? It's like, dude, why can't we just say that we're sick? You know what I mean? Like we got sick. The dude's old and he probably just doesn't have the best immune system. He doesn't look like he eats the best food. I mean, he probably just got COVID and it's affecting him roughly. And how is he claiming that they got him with this weapon? Was it like in his food, drink, something like that? If I understand correctly, and this is why I think it's such a problem, is that he thinks that that they put it into his air vents in his house. So his <laughs> wife got sick. And this is a major, major voice in this, like, you know, kind of, I don't, I don't like using the term right wing, but like, you know, like the definitely conservative, definitely still back in Trump 100% and all this stuff. Uh, But yeah, he thinks that they put some special strain of COVID specifically targeting his immune system and no one else um, in his air conditioning vents and stuff, man. It's, it's insane. And people actually like fan the flame of that theory. And it's just wild, dude. It's weird. You kind of really start seeing through it when, uh, when you've just been doing this for a little while, you know what I mean? Yeah. I I mean, sometimes it makes me think that they put that voice out there and they, you know, kind of advertise a little more. So it makes like the right seem crazy or conservatives seem crazy, but at least I'm okay with entertaining that crap because conspiracy world, you're supposed to kind of let people think as opposed to this group think it's starting to be now, you know what I mean? Everyone's all on board this way. All everyone's all on board that way. Mm -hmm. So I'm yeah. Entertaining. Who cares? I mean, it's, it's entertaining. You know what I mean? He's putting on a show. He's doing it. I mean, it is what it is. If you want to believe it, believe it. That's kind of where I am with everything. Flat Earth, anything like that. <laughs> Entertain it if you want, man. It's who's to say he's right or wrong. Yeah, I mean, he could for sure be right. I just find it very interesting that um, those are the kind of people I think that make the groups look bad. And I understand, like, I, I definitely understand where you're coming from, Ken. Because yeah, like if you're gonna if you're gonna say that like great deception or deplorable nation or deep share or black pill is bad because of like Steve Quayle's dumb claims, then you're just an idiot for, for tying us all in the same group. Mm-hmm. But that's the way that people think, you know what I mean? Like, and so I just find it, I find it just ridiculous. Well, have you seen the, uh, have you seen the net new Netflix show inside job? No, but my friend told me to watch that. It's ba- it's basically a cartoon 
that just goes to the absolute extreme end to make conspiracy theorists look retarded. Like they take, you know, liz- they're, they're, they're all the big lizard people jokes and adrenochrome and, and they basically hit everything. And uh, and it's just, you know, it's this this girl and her old man who got kicked out of the deep state, you know, and they they supposedly run the deep state. It's like her. It's a girl, uh, this Asian that's like a, addicted to meth uh some giant mushroom thing like it's just so wild but at the same time you look and there's probably some truth in there right i mean there's probably a little bit in there but they also push it so far just to make conspiracy theorists look retarded you know Mm -hmm. i mean and, and that's where we're at right now they they can't discredit you so much on your work so they have to go at you personally, right? And go go to the extreme end because, you know, some of the things that we're, we're hitting are definitely conspiracies and they're definitely happening. But then you get the wild ones that are out there. And like Ken's saying, hey, if you want to entertain it, entertain it. But at the same time, don't label all the good work that people have done in that same light. Mm-hmm. And that's where have, we're at right now. Have you guys seen the new American Horror Story? Hey, I've mentioned it the last two episodes. <laughs> Ryan loves that. It's crazy. They, it Henry, so... Henry Kissinger was a lizard person in the in the newest one. Yeah, we just we just finished it yesterday, and I was like, I mean, it it's it's pretty out there, <clears throat> definitely pretty out there. But it's a possibility. And why do you think the po- they're doing it? Oh. I don't know how far out there do you want to take this this early (laughs) because all I keep seeing is the repetition you know what I mean and people a lot of times we like to pin it on like the elites or the deep state like look they're repeating Saigon look there's a helicopter landing on the freaking thing again and oh it's it's but what I see is just like that in nature as well and I see like this fractal nature happening where it's like reality seems to just like repeat itself over and over again in whatever way it can it's almost like it's desperately trying to explain the same thing over and over again this higher intelligence and that's what i see i see all of these little things popping up as like part of an algorithm almost not like simulation theory but in a sense that's kind of what simulation theory i think is taking away from it's this natural conscious process that gives us exactly what we feed it. So we're focused more as a world now on alternative news. So the more it's out there, the more it's coming back at us, right? It seems to be now, as Ken was saying, it's in pop culture. Now it's being corporatized. We're seeing cartoons everywhere. We're being mocked on a direct level now. And it's, it's cartoonish. It's like Steve Pokenin says, we live in a fucking cartoon. It's, it is. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's almost like a sine wave, right? Andy, where it just goes up and comes back and it's just going to keep repeating eventually. It's depending on what you, you know, how you feed it. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I Wish I could uh, give me a little input. I don't watch TV or Netflix or anything like that. The only, I only watch a couple TV shows and I barely turn on my TV. So I, I kind of stay away from it all. Well, and that's what I wanted to ask mm-hmm. you, Ken. And like, that's why I, you know, I, I wanted to get you on here to, to, you know, just talk about this stuff. Cause I mean, you live up to the black pill name, right? I mean, it doesn't seem like you really 
are, you know, the first two pills were the red and the blue, right? And then like along comes this black pill where it's like nothing's really gonna affect your life uh, unless you let it type situation, right? So like what? Uh, and you're a Buddhist, correct? Like yeah. You, you, so so what in your life, dude? is um is something that you do think is important to to uh, kind of focus on uh, well you know you can see truth and everything but you you know you can lead a horse to water you can leave breadcrumbs here or there for people to kind of pick up on but it's i know my truths i know what stuff i research i know what i look into but again you're not going to change people's minds because people hold on to stuff like it's so near and dear to their heart and again it's easier to trick someone than even than tell them they've been tricked. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You can't, Mm -hmm. you're not, people aren't going to give up like that. So, I mean, for me, yeah, I pay attention to the stuff, but I don't feed any energy into it. Like I see what's going on, but I don't get angry. I don't get like upset or anything like that or all worked up because then you're just feeding into it. And that's what they want. They want to take your energy, Mm -hmm. you know, as you know, uh, Tripoli always says the loosh and all that stuff. Yeah. They, it's real. They do want to take your energy. If you start focusing on that, then of course you're going to feel like shit. You're, you're going to be depressed because that's how the news and everything portrays everything. So it's just like, live your life. What's in front of you right now, day by day. And so, I mean, that's all you can really do. And you're happier for it, man. Don't pay attention to that mm-hmm. crap. Cause they just want to, they want to bring you down. Yeah. yeah I'm with I, you, Ken. I cut the cord on cable and got rid of all that shit too. I, how much I, happier are you? <laughs> oh, it's, you, you know, not only that, you know, I don't feel that, you know, that, the need to get that fixed. But on the, on the other hand, it's so relieving not to be inundated with any of that bullshit, you know? And, and, you know, when my son watches some YouTube and he gets to the commercial part, it's like, Oh, there it is again. And it like hits you in the nerves because it's something that, you know, they have it down to a science to get to you, to, to elicit a response and, and not giving up that energy and that time. Like you said, we're, we're essentially batteries for this thing, right? Whatever it is, whatever we're on, we supply all of the energy. And if we can take our energy out of that, we're going to lessen their power and, and reduce the system. And, by, and, and, you know, I'm trying to do little parts here and there, and that's one of them. And, and damn, you're right. It feels so good not to have cable anymore. I have a hard um, time even with movies now. Like, I was such a cinephile, loved everything. And I've pretty much had to give up 95 or more percent of my favorite genre which was sci-fi because one i see that repetition over and over and over again it's just garbage at this point the acting is terrible the story sucks or it's just the ones that we grew up with changed which i'm not on board (laughs) with either so it's like i've had to give up most of it i just saw dune which was pretty solid but yeah i've had to just you know let it go and i've found you know, I, I just spend more quality time with my family that way or more productive leisure time rather than being passive. I'm doing podcast stuff or I don't know, a bunch of other more productive means of relaxing, if that makes any sense, other than TV and passively taking it in, you know, putting it out instead. And we're doing it yourself, it? man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Exactly. Dude, with Dune, isn't it kind of funny how they're saying like uh, it's it's stealing from Star Wars? 
And it's like that original <laughs> one came out before Star Wars even was a thing. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of it kind of interesting. Been for Dune, there wouldn't be Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, the desert planets. Wars, but yeah, and I mean, see, Star look, Wars. there's an original Dune because Hollywood is so unoriginal; they can't do anything. <laughs> yeah, it's, exactly. They just keep remaking the same shit, putting a female as the as the lead, or making Superman gay, or whatever the hell they're gonna do with their trans yeah, agenda, the gay agenda, all that crap. It's, yeah. they're just unoriginal they can't think of anything good so even like you said yeah the storyline sucks yeah because they're trying to do something but they're not writers there's they just want to influence you yeah i find myself mm-hmm. often saying you know reboots would be good if they just didn't have these young pioneer directors that just wanted to make their mark and make it their own thing but really what i'm saying is i just want to go back and watch my damn movie like i don't need any reboots you know right no one does but of course it's just that fractal thing in my opinion it's just over and over again there's yeah like you said there's no they don't have any original ideas they can't come up with any ideas and you can take that biblically or religiously in other areas that demonic force can't create that's always what they've been talking about this system so they have to latch on to to everybody else have you seen that video that's been floating around of crazy bone for a while now talking about he's like reading a letter that he wrote about some meeting back in the early 90s that him and a bunch of other prominent uh people in hip-hop were invited to and uh yeah it talks all about how we're gonna start changing the theme of hip-hop to uh you know violence and gang warfare and and you're all gonna like promote that in your music and your clients are gonna promote that in their music and all these people were like big business owners of private prisons because they were trying to get the prison system rolling and get those gears turning and get those numbers and the more prison inmates the more profits for the the hip-hop game shit it's pretty wild i should know that i'm crazy bone i'm from cleveland i'm in cleveland i should know that (laughs) check it out man was that in the 80s um early well, 90s that was like 92 i think or 93 he said early 90s and it's like right vague. around nwa yeah it was the kickoff yeah. of the gangster rap era exactly you know? yeah. it was that, literally that the beginning of that ice t nwa ice cube that whole era so yeah dude it's, it's well it doesn't weird. surprise us right it doesn't surprise us that that meeting happened i feel like we've been looking at hip-hop and even just music in general for a decade or more going yeah, something went on. Something happened. Something's going on behind. You know, obviously, this doesn't surprise any of us, but will this make a ripple in the right direction? I think just to not not to go on too long, but the idea of like not being able to change anybody, I would just say that the only way you can change anybody's mind on this shit is if you hit them with something that they personally are attached to, because that's how every one of us wakes up. Because it's always hitting us in just that right spot that makes us turn our head long enough to look at the whole picture and see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's people have blinders on, seem... Go ahead, Ken. No, the people have blinders on. They choose not to see it. It's that cognitive dissonance. They convince themselves sure. with the mental gymnastics that, no, that can't be true. Or anything, like any actor, musician, and crap. People are attached. Like, Tom Hanks, no, he was in big. He's like my favorite. No, he's yeah. a fucking creep. You know what I mean? It's... It is what it is. Like, hey, guys, yeah. a good actor. Yeah, I lost I like him too, movies. man. Yeah, but he's still a piece of shit. It's like yeah, you know, at the end of the exactly. day, it is what it is. Yeah, when you get to that level, it doesn't seem like you can be like a, a, a solid person because you have to be bought and sold and all these other things. But yeah, dude, social media seems to be making it back to to what Andy was saying. Like, you have to hit them with something specific to what they care about. 
social media, I think, is making it so like everyone just cares about their own shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can show them a pedophile documentary. The whole Pizzagate's pretty fantastical. No one really pays attention to the Franklin scandal, which yeah, is right. an actual real mm-hmm. thing. And because you can't implicate Hillary Clinton in the Hillary, in the in the fucking Franklin scandal, right? And so even if you show them something fantastic like like Pizzagate, fantastical, I should say, like Pizzagate, where it's tying into David Spade and all these other freaking people where it's like, what are we talking about here? Unless it was their child, you know, as unfortunate as that is, they can hear about because everyone knows that kids are being taken advantage of. This is not a new phenomenon. Right. But unless it was their kid, it's not really going to hit home for them. And, you know, I would never wish that on anybody, man. I, that's a, a very, you know, tragic thing. Anytime this kind of shit goes down. But it's just, dude, yeah, it, I don't know how. You go about waking people up, man, you, because people want to want to be right about things. They they never want to admit that they were wrong and never want to look stupid. And part of that, too, Ryan, is is part of this takeover, right? This transformation that's going on, not only in the education system, but in society where, you know, feelings and emotions now have taken precedent over facts and truth. <laughs> And, you know, if you, you know, it's worse almost nowadays to hurt someone's feelings than it is to do physical harm to them. And that's when things are so backwards that people hold (sighs) on to these thoughts and these beliefs more than, you know, reality. And and that's where it gets dangerous. Well, and society's doing that too. Did you, I'm sure you all have heard about that woman that was raped on that bus for like 40 minutes or something. And like, there was people on that bus and no one did anything. You know what I mean? But it's like if someone, uh, you know, uses the wrong pronoun on on social media, people jump down that person's throat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's insane. Did you hear about that, Janet? I mean, it's it's crazy yeah. how this poor woman was just getting raped by an immigrant that came over from like 2012. I don't know what country, but it was an illegal person stayed over mm-hmm. uh, past their visa on a school scholarship deal and then went to school for like a quarter. And then just dipped out and no one paid attention to that. I'm not saying all immigrants are are bad. We're all freaking immigrants at some point. Right. But uh, man, something needs to be done with this shit, dude, because I I feel like that's going to be an epidemic uh, in the near future with all these massive amounts of people coming over the borders. Uh, You know, they're they're coming in from the north. Mm -hmm. They're just not talking about it. It's more it's more polarizing to talk about it from the south because Mexico has a really bad situation. (laughs) Brown people. That's why. So that's they bring race into it. Then that's how they can do that. That's why so it's polarizing, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's interesting. I, I I mean, what did you hear about that though, Janet? I was curious what like you heard about the whole deal because it's tragic, man. It's fucking sad. It was my. I was just gonna make a comment on it. I was gonna say that I think people have gotten so like disassociated and lazy that. It's, it's not happening to me, so I don't have to step in. I'll, I'll just get effect. out. Yeah, I'll just get out my phone and video. Can you imagine being in that situation or, you know, whatever situation, like somebody's trying to stab you or strangle you or whatever, mm-hmm. and you got a whole bunch of people standing around just videoing with their phone. And I, I don't I don't understand people like that. Because I'd be like a spider monkey. I would completely jump on that guy's back, you know, knock him off or or whatever I had to do. But there's or call the police. No one even called the police. Just, 
they're just lazy. People are lazy. And it's like, oh, well, it's like just another day on the bus. Like this kind of stuff <laughs> happens all the time. It's no big deal. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand like people's mindset of how they can be that way. But at the same aspect, like what you guys were talking about earlier, for people to basically get hit over the head with information, it means a part of them actually has to die off that, that part that had that firm belief. So it's, it's kind of like having like a little death inside yourself when, when you realize that, you know, like for me, it was the medical industry or somebody else, it's 9-11 or whatever, that everything that you believed was, was wrong. So it, it takes that for a lot of people, it is something that has to happen to them on a personal level that affects them. Like, you know, the, the jab situation or, you know, whatever the case may be before they actually wake up and accept the fact that, you know, what they're being told was not true. Well, it's, it's an ego thing. People don't like being wrong and they can't accept it. It's okay. I'm I'm wrong wrong a lot. I'm wrong all the time. It doesn't, it's, you're not a bad person for being wrong. I mean, you've been fooled your whole life on a lot of shit. So when something comes up like that, you got to roll with the punches, man. You just got to change your perspective on things Mm -hmm. and you can't take it personally. And that's what a lot of people do. So they think, oh, because I got this wrong. They fight it and they get angry and they call you names and shit. Mm -hmm. It's like, you got to let, got to let that shit go, man. It's, it's let your ego go, man. You got to let, you just drop it. There's a lot of people that can't do that though. I mean, they're so um, like stuck on themselves and in their own little world that even the smallest thing could absolutely destroy like their entire world or their entire, entire apple cart. Just, you know. Yeah. They're mental midgets. That's all they are. <laughs> mental midgets. Yeah, And that starts in the school system, right? Because yeah. I, was, I have an eight-year-old, so I'm seeing it firsthand right now that mm-hmm. Compared to when we were in school, it's a whole different world, you know? I mean, these kids are essentially coddled along and pushed along and told they're the greatest thing. And that anything that would be even considered constructive criticism is now borderline abuse. Right. And even the school system, it's, they don't, they teach you what to think, not how to think. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem. So they, they, that's why a lot of these people like, leave the news or just go along to get along kind of thing. Cause they'd have no way of, they'd never really thought about anything. You know what I mean? They've always been told what to think. Mm-hmm. So that whole process of thinking it's hard. A lot of people don't do it anymore, man. And I, I heard Russian this school on your system. podcast, Ryan, when uh, the one you just put out with Nico and you guys were talking about the school system and my, my buddy mm-hmm. Nico that does upstate unconventional mm-hmm. uh, podcast, he was a substitute teacher. And he said, you know, he said that, you could have a perfect answer, but if it went against the narrative that they were looking for, they would penalize you for it. And that's right. where the education system is now. If you do not stick to the narrative, and it's much like social media, if you stray from the narrative, that's when we're going to take away from you. But if you stick to it, no matter how wrong you may be, you are correct. Mm. Yeah, whereas when when I was in school, it was that sure the narrative was in all the textbooks and it was in the curriculum but it wasn't forced down anyone's throats i mean the urgency should give it away that whatever power structure thinks 
they, they don't have any power. That's why it's all trickery and coercion. Because, and that's why I think all these crazy, sad, tragic news stories are focused on and put out there just to make us feel hopeless or something. Mm-hmm. When it's all just screens, man. And it's just like, got to get away from it. You got to zone out from it after a while, you know, and go back to your own self. I think that's why meditation is important for sure. And it's, you know, I don't fit it into every day by no means, but right. it's, it is important for sure. And I think it's, I, I would say more people are doing it every day, which is good to see. Cause really when you think about it, even if you don't go too crazy deep into it, you can just, it's just taking some time out for yourself and reflecting on things. No one reflects anymore because we just move on to the next thing. You know what I mean? So I think it's important that we're, we're learning to reflect more. I mean, we're in a growth period as a species one way or the other. It doesn't have to be called a great reset or a great awakening or anything. It can just be, this is growing up. Or a a metamorphosis type deal, right? It's not necessarily, it, it could be a negative thing or it could be a positive thing. I heard this really crazy concept. Have you heard the, I, the myth that uh, red ants and black ants hate each other and they fight at all costs, <laughs> right? It's not true, but like I, I heard this from a military podcast, actually. It's uh, Drinking Bros. It's a really good show. And they were, th- this dude on there, Dan Holloway, he's making his rounds on the news networks and all that. And he was talking about this idea where you take, if you take a jar and you put red ants and black ants in there, and I guess they used to do this in Iraq or wherever they were stationed at, you put them in there, they'll just kind of mind their own business and they'll do their own thing. But when you shake the jar, that's when they start fighting. And it's like, instead of, you know, we're thinking like insects when we're just like, you know, like we talked about the polarization of who's coming in from the Southern border. Is it Mexicans or is it Arabs or is it Chinese or whatever? And that, that becomes a problem for some people but like, who's the one that's constructing this whole deal? That's the similarity of like the person shaking the jar, right? Who's mm-hmm. the one that's shaking the jar that is the fucking world? It's not just the United States. This is going on everywhere. But we notice it here because of the, the climbing gas prices. Um, I mean, in, in California, it's $8 plus a gallon. I mean, this is historical high prices. This is contrived stuff. But instead of you know, conservatives are sitting here saying, hey, this is liberals that did this. These people put in Joe Biden. It's like, no, the liberals really didn't put Joe Biden in. I really don't think Joe Biden got as many votes as they say he did. But it's not like Trump would have done anything to change that, man. I think that this was the plan. And and it's it would be a really good move for Trump being part of this whole system to come in, oversee the best four years of expansion, highest black uh, or, or I'm sorry, lowest black unemployment all these great stats that are under his belt and then have the election stolen from him in heavy quotes, have it stolen from him. And then, you know, right off into the sunset and everyone wants him back. He's propped up as this God and Joe Biden's the asshole that fucked it all up. I mean, like it just makes sense. Do you, this, yeah. That, that does oh, make sense. That does make sense because like they love to do that. They love to sell, you know, sell a solution after a problem and one after another, after another, you know, because I always saw January 6th and the four years of Trump as just part of the act. And then 
but this would make sense because now Biden's losing all credibility. So to, if they came in at some point, we're like, oh, shit, he is president. Like, that would be hilarious because I don't well, think he has the steam anymore. Yeah, he doesn't right, have I that think steam you're right, anymore. though. I don't think anything changes. It's all like, again, Trump's a politician, too. He's yeah. an actor. They're, all these guys play a role. They're used loud in for whatever reason to be the villains. He's the bad guy. It's. Again, they're, they're all playing on the same team, man. No one's out, no one in politics, like unless it's your local, they're not out to help you. They're they're not out to help you. They're there to make their money. They're there to play a role. That's all it is. It's it's all one big game. So you can say conservatives, liberals. Listen, they both at the same point. It's like a circle. They come back. They're the same people. They're all the same. On tail. Exactly. Both so wings like, have to flap for the bird to fly. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And and they work for the corporation. Right. They are here to make money for the government, not for the people. And that's, you know, I I did. I put out a podcast today on that, on the act of 1871, where, you know, we essentially Washington, D.C. was created its own district of 10, 10 square miles. That's an incorporated area. And it's not part of the United States, uh, uh, the unincorporated United States. And though those that work for it, what is the purpose of those who work for a corporation to make money for the shareholders? Well, their right. shareholders aren't us. Their shareholders are the, the higher ups and that's who they're making their money for. And that's what we're seeing now. And it's being exposed even more than ever before, but it's like a runaway train though. You know, you look at it now and it's like, well, how do we stop it? You know, because this thing has gotten so big. Everybody sees that now miraculously Pfizer jumped into the top 10, you know, highest uh, grossing companies and, all these Congress people have stock in it. And it's like, it's so blatantly obvious in our face, but much like Q, they, t- they give you all this information, but there's nothing you can do about it. Right. right? Like I always say, like, I don't vote. I think voting is all rigged. If ever nobody, nobody went to the polls, nobody voted. What the hell are they going to, it's like, you're, it's a big sham. And either way they'll say, Oh, you won by a landslide or this and that. It's just one big game. It's a big show they're putting on for everyone to do whatever the hell they want. You know what I mean? It's a corporatocracy, whatever you want to call it, oligarchy. That's what's running the country. And that's how it's always been. Money talks, the rest walks, man. And that's how, I mean, that's America for you, man. When do you think that changed though, man? Do you think it's been like that since the inception of the United States? Because I, I, I agree with you, but I'm just wondering if that we were started on a lie as an experiment <laughs> or if it went away in the sixties, like a lot of people think. Uh, I think to an extent, uh, but not, I, I think it kind of ran away from what you know what i mean i think there was some truth to that like it's an experiment they're doing something right but you got to look at who start found of the country you know what i mean a lot of freemasons all that crap and i think it really went downhill with the creation of the federal reserve that's really in central banking in america that's where it just tanked it started going downhill from there and now you see the shift in money the shift in power it's you know what i mean that that's what i thought at least is there real proof that that George Washington was a Freemason? I might sound ignorant here, but like all the things that I've seen are just drawings of him. And I have a big Freemason book, and he's I think not he's listed. A Scottish right? I, th- yeah, I think he's so. Scottish right? Yeah, most of, most of the founding fathers were Scottish right because who was backing us? It was France, right? Right. Sure. Here's an interesting thing that I've been finding with um, Dan Anaki. We've been doing a lot of stuff about Bach Saga and things like that, following the languages, and we've been seeing a lot of freemasons fleeing sweden to escape like it seems like the freemasons were infiltrated at some point as if to say that 
they actually were guarding pretty holy sacred knowledge for everyone that was neither evil nor good it's like the force from star wars it's dependent on who's using it and they were guarding it because of assholes that are out there and unfortunately the story seems to be that they were infiltrated at some point and they fled desperately trying to like i guess in the long run it looks like the united states was originally set up maybe to escape this shit but then immediately got infiltrated again yeah, just like the snake. <laughs> yeah, because Andy, the Masons got infiltrated by the Illuminati, right? And Weishaupt. That's, that's what we're and at, and yeah. Weishaupt was from the Bavarian Order, which ties back to the Jesuits, which ties back to the Vatican, and and that's what you get into. You get into this whole the Roman Empire never died, just like the Nazis didn't lose the war. They all just rebranded, right? And they went from being the you know upfront man to the behind the scenes guys and now they can have other people do their dirty work for them and not have to take the fall for it and i think you're absolutely right with that because i i I, the more i look into it too i see there are these people who are trying to hold on to this ancient knowledge and and this old way but there's this other group that keeps coming in and trying to destroy it over and and over and make it evil and call it demonic And it's amazing because you see it over and over again. And it's the same group that keeps trying to uh, destroy it when you trace it all the way back. And, you know, you look at things like the old buildings in the old world, you know, like the world's fairs where Mm -hmm. they were basically a show to say, here's what you had, but you're never going to have it again because we're just going to destroy it right in front of your face. It may be as beautiful as a thing as you've ever seen but we're just going to destroy it because you don't deserve this. And you're going to go our way now, the Rockefeller way, you know, isn't that one of the weird theories about like the Illuminati is that uh, Adam Weishaupt is actually the one that's on the, the $1 bill instead of George Washington. Like it's actually his mug that's on there. Weird. I never, that's one of the theories. Yeah. (laughs) So that would be infiltration of the Illuminati into the Masons. But like, like, I mean, do you get what, what I'm trying to ask here is like, do we actually know for a fact that 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 Washington was part of the Freemasons? Because, again, it's only drawings, right? Is there any like there there wasn't photographs back then, right? I mean, like we're just going off of words, right? And and sort of like if we're going to take the Bible as stone cold fact, then which we don't. Right. I mean, a lot of people disagree with that. I think that like the foundation of the country is similar, dude. Like supposedly George Washington wasn't even the first president. There was like three presidents before him, but they served like very short terms, not four year terms. George Washington was the first one to come in and say, no, everyone should do fucking two four year terms. But then FDR does like four four year terms. Uh, You know, there's weird, weird uh, deals with that. But I mean, he George Washington is painted as like this great dude. And Benjamin Franklin is painted as like this horrible guy once you start digging into it a little bit, right? I mean, he's got like bodies buried under his house and shit like that. I mean, it's so hard to say with history, man. Everything yeah. has been painted a certain way. It's a story they want to tell. That's why they prop up certain people. George Washington's the greatest person ever and all that. Like, Cannot I'm sure tell he's a big lie. piece of shit, too. You know what I mean? I'm sure he probably slapped his wife, probably kicked the dog. You know what I mean? All that shit. He's just a person, man. So they put all these people on a pedestal to tell a good story. I mean, but before, I mean, the whole left culture of 
Christopher Columbus, you know, discovered America, blah, blah, blah. Well, we know that's bullshit. Like, you know, he didn't discover shit. Vikings were here before that. And even before that, guess who lived here? Native Americans. They, they didn't discover it. They just lived here. You know what I mean? There was something really interesting that I heard on Louder with Crowder, actually, where um, they were digging really deep into Christopher Columbus. And he was actually very, very nice to Native Americans, supposedly, according to his journal, which, of course, he could fudge. Um, but uh, that's another thing, too, is like, why right now? Are, are so people so pissed off at Christopher Columbus? I know that there's been like these little niche groups that were really mad at him. Um, they're starting to call, uh, you know, Christopher Columbus Day, freaking uh, Indigenous People's Day or whatever, which is fine. I mean, call the holidays whatever you want. Uh, as long I as think, I get off work. Yeah, they're both stupid. <laughs> hey, you know, you're lucky if you get it off work. I don't fucking get it off work. <clears throat> hey, I mean, that's great. Uh, you know, it's just to me, it's, it's just so weird. Um, dude, Christopher Columbus was Spanish, correct? Yeah, Spanish or they're Italian? Saying, they're saying Spanish or Portuguese. Yeah. That's it, yeah. Okay, so then why are English speaking white people to blame for the conquering of the country? You know what I mean? And the and the slaughtering of these native people. That that to me is really interesting, dude, because like I'm Irish and I'm Scottish. And I'm a little English too, which yeah, English, fuck the English, they're they're assholes, right? They they did a lot of bad stuff. <laughs> But the Irish, they've been slaves since the freaking dawn of time, dude. And like, even when they came over to this country, along with the Scottish, they they were treated pretty poorly. And right. it's just very interesting that that people just because Christopher Columbus is depicted like Jesus as being this blonde hair, blue eyed Nazi looking dude. Right. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me that that's Caesar like. Borgia. Yeah, it ties in with that freaking CRT stuff, that critical race theory thing where well, it's like. Been- if you have well, dark skin, you're you're you are you're disadvantaged, and you need to be mad at these people with white skin who are suppressors. It's very weird, dude. It's the red ant black well, ant, black ant well, thing. Don't you think it's silly to even care what the hell Christopher Columbus did? Fourteen ninety two. What the hell does that have anything to do with today? Why even give a shit? Why even give any mm-hmm. energy to it? Who cares? It was way back then. We it's can't change weird. anything. We're here where we're at. Let's fucking roll forward with it, mm-hmm. dude. And we're better off than than we would have been without the way that we are. If you're born in the United States, doesn't matter what color your skin is, dude. You won the life lottery, dude. You really did. You you telling me that a black person is better off in Africa right now than being born in the United States? Just instead of hating white people for what went down, give thanks to your your ancestors, your black ancestors that went through that shit, right? Yeah, don't play the victim. Like you know, these people did suffer a little bit, right? They suffered quite a bit sometimes. Um. Yeah, no matter what color, the, like the Western side of things, right? That we're taught, we're taught that that Roman Italian version of history, which is 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 not, you know, it's a part of it, but it's their story, right? And and getting back to the Washington that you were mentioning before, one of the things I I learned recently is that that whole, you know, the whole myth with Washington chopping down the cherry tree. Yeah. What that was uh, an analogy for symbolic of was Washington getting rid of the Moors in America. Oh, and, the the freaking uh, like from Morocco. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, the Moorish people that they, they had a heavy presence down south, specifically, you know, around like uh, New Orleans and Louisiana area down that way, and you know, there's some people that'll say out there that they were part of the original you know building of this country with the with the natives with like the Cherokee and and some of the different tribes 
And, but that whole, you know, we're taught that Washington chopped down the cherry tree was a real patriotic thing, but in reality, it was, you know, killing the Moors and, Dude, and them. So, they always glorify their, their prominence over the, you know, that's us. Crazy. That's <laughs> yeah. crazy. They love how to much do that. They have to. Cherokee. Cherokee sounds like cherry tree quite a bit too. If you say it yeah. fast enough. Well, and it was the Cherokee nation. Mind yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, that's crazy, dude. That's a that's an interesting thing. But yeah, I, I haven't seen too much on that. But that whole that gets into an interesting thing of who who wrote the history that we're reading, right? And you start going back, and it narrows down to less and less people. Like I just learned, you know, in the last year or so, that most of the United States history of the West and of of the Native Americans was written by one guy. And this guy supposedly wrote, you know, over 60,000 pages of, of information. And he just so happened to also be the same guy who did a lot of the um, World Fair documentation. Jesus right. Christ. So you start seeing that these people well then and then it gets a little weirder. So the guy's name was H.H. H. Bancroft. Well, if you go back to the King James Bible, <laughs> the guy who wrote actually wrote it for King James, his last, he was Richard Bancroft. So you start seeing these same names come up and it's like, no way. Is it like just this same group that has written history throughout time, you know, or at least the the modern version of it from, you know, 1500 or so on. Right. What's the name again? The Wild. What's that? What's the guy's name again? The the guy that was with King James was Richard Bancroft, B-A-N-C-R-O-F-T. And then the other guy was H.H. Bancroft, like Hubert something or other. Well, okay. even with the history and everything you were saying, like if you looked into Tartaria and everything like that, uh, like how about a lot of the old buildings in America in general? Like you can't build them like that before. And they say like, oh, it was built in the 1700s. Bullshit. It was probably there long before. And then they're just refurbishing it all or, you know, repurposing everything. So even, even World's Fair, a lot of those buildings and the way the cities were set up, that was probably there for a long time. And they just kind of moved in and did a World's Fair there. So even that history, like, who's to say, like, 1700, like, you don't know. You don't know. Cause yeah, like, we're only talking like 200 years, right, Ken? I mean, it's right. not like we're talking biblical times. This is 200 years and we can't get the story straight. Exactly, because they just manipulated everything. And like you said, the victors write the story, man. They tell the tale. So they'll say whatever the hell they want. I find us in a weird conundrum because I think on like a as above, so below kind of way, we're we're looking back at our at our fabricated history, our ego controlled history just like someone in psychotherapy goes back into their past and regresses back and tries to confront the lies they told themselves, all the walls they built around things. We're doing that as a species now, or at least over here we are big time. We're digging into everything. And yeah, it's all lie after lie after lie after lie. And at one part of me feels like we need to go through this process and see it through. But the other part of me is kind of freaked out because of like, what I hear about revelation of method and things like that, where it's like, this is the path that they're leading us down that we should be unraveling all this. Do we all sign off and not do these podcasts anymore? Do we close the, like, that's not the option either. You know what I mean? But it is kind of creepy because it, a lot of things do feel like revelation of method where it's all very obvious. It's all coming out just as we predicted, right. Or as, 
we all in this community see happening. Oh, it's just, it's coming like a wave. We see it. And then there it is right in everybody's faces. And they know it's going to be seen. They know it's going to go from that unseen place to that obvious place where they have to address it. It's always that cycle and they anticipate that. So that's where it gets a little weird for me. You know what I mean? Hmm. Because it yeah, man, could I be would... this spiritual awakening, but it could be this weird cryptic trickery shit. Yeah, dude, I was looking up that name Bancroft, right? Uh, have you looked into the the meaning of that name, Matt? No. Supposedly, it's um, dweller by the bean field or field of beans. I wonder what the fuck that means. You know what I mean? There's got to be some sort of meaning to that. Because if that's such a prevalent name in history, not just American history, but world history... I mean, like, field of beans or dweller in the bean field. That's fucking weird. I mean, you'd think that there'd be something there, right? Like, beans have to represent something. I don't know what, you know, but it's just... I'm I'm really interested in the the meaning behind these names, like the last names especially. Like, the family crests are always really interesting to me. So, I mean, I I wonder what that Bancroft name is. I'm going to look into that a lot, dude. That's very interesting. Do the Gematria on it, Ryan. Oh, I'll do the Gematria right now. <laughs> I'm like I'm like uh, your life fact checker. I'll dude, do the that Gematria. That thing you said about uh, Washington, the cherry tree, that sparked something because that repeats too, because the Bach saga has that as well. Supposedly, when the Bach family was chased out of Helsinki by the Catholics when they invaded the uh, family tree was chopped down and the family oak tree in the box saga, not to go down that rabbit hole, but it, the oak tree is extremely sacred for many, many reasons. It's rooted right into their language and the story in their alphabet and everything. So it's an interesting point that Washington cuts down the cherry tree to take away from the Moorish people, perhaps. That's interesting. I'm going to have to connect those two ideas, I think, because I run into a lot of Moorish Tartaria shit when researching like the Israeli tribes and, uh, and the box saga and where that all happened. It's weird. There's a lot of weird connections there. It's cool. Well, it's interesting. You say that too, with the, with the tribes, because I know uh, right after that stuff went down in Haiti earlier this year, uh, I know Sam on tinfoil hat had uh, this guy from Haiti. And one of his claims was that the Haitian people are one of the lost tribes. And that's why they're treated the way they're treated. They they fled to Haiti to get away. And that's where they ended up. And that's why they're being, you know, manipulated up, down and sideways in the land itself. I had never heard of that, but I thought that was interesting in tying in with the tribes because I think that has some significance to it, right? Where did those tribes end up and and who are they now? And And we don't know. You know, there's so much out there on it. But we're I think getting right. there, I think. And that, yeah. that's, I think we're getting there. And I know that sounds ridiculous that we're going to actually get somewhere, but I think we might because I, and I, I think Tartaria has a lot to do with it. But again, back to that revelation of method thing, Tartaria has really been put everywhere for a while now, but not that long. And it seems to be very conveniently. Uh, taking the place of Atlantis and Mu and Lumeria, all the same qualities and all the same characteristics. Now we have physical buildings and a history and Putin's putting out a museum in honor of the true Russian history. He feels so bad that 
they've lied to the people for so long about what the real Russian history is. It's all being revealed to us quite conveniently, the way it's being framed, at least. Even Sam has mentioned Tartaria specifically in the the vein of these this is the long lost underdog society that we all have learned so much from and we love and we need i think they are the sleeping dragon and we're that's what dan and i and our buddy uh yake on the new podcast are going to try to do on roots of creation we're going to kind of expose that idea a little bit and talk about how we can follow where these tribes went by following the language and following phonetics because that's vibration and that sound regardless of language is very important and we're finding in box saga that the sounds is always has always been the most important that's why the box saga is not really heard of that much because it was mostly orally passed around until around now past 10 years or so so yeah, there's going to be some cool shit coming out, I think. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that too, Andy, because they they do talk about, uh, you know, Tartaria is basically like the fourth reset, right? Because, or, or you know, you had the Atlanteans, the Lemurians, the Mu people, and then the Aryans, which a lot of people say that the Aryans, they're not the blonde hair, blue eyes, you know, that Germany would, talks about, but they're more the red haired, blue eyed, mongol tartarian people you know almost moorish in a sense too you could group them into there as being the last great civilization that was kind of erased and now you're moving into this fifth and final uh iteration of things and i always i found that interesting because i had never heard that before now like i heard that's one of the reasons for like going to viet like us in vietnam bombing everything taking basically wiping out all those old buildings and everything like that. World War II, they wiped out how many buildings that were probably from the old era. So it's just like these wars, there's multiple, I mean, obviously multiple reasons why they're doing it, but one of the big ones was to wipe out like the memory and history of what Tartaria was and their, you know, real stance on everything. I mean, like they were the great culture, their technology, everything like that. It, like some of these old churches, they would go in there and like, there's organs in there because they used the vibration. It was go there to heal. It wasn't to go pray and do all that other crap. You went there to feel better. Like, right. If you're sick, you go to that the church or whatever. I don't know if it was a church they called it, but yeah, the vibrations to heal you. Basically, was- what I'm saying is I think that the same people that were in charge there and destroyed their own people are in charge now. So uh, that's what I'm, I mean. So the people that we, th- it wasn't like, I don't know. At least that's where we're, we're, we're heading towards. So we'll, we'll expose more of that and see where we go. I don't know, but to it does kind was, of feel that way. To what Ken was saying too, dude, like the fucking, uh, I mean, going into Iraq after nine 11, you know what I mean? Like there was like the Stargate stuff mm-hmm. and they're like the, the, the troops are messing around in the museums and all that stuff too. I mean, it's destroying very, stuff. very weird. Well, that's why even ISIS going and destroying all that stuff everywhere they go. It's like they're trying to wipe the memory out so they can rewrite history. Do you, the do you oldest remember... city is in the Iraqi desert, Ur, and that's a yep. Sumerian city. And it's yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, dude, that's where humanity seems to have started. If you like kind of like cite a lot of history or whatever, it starts in like Iraq and all that, those areas. Right. But it's very do you, do you guys remember that whole connection with like Rihanna that that pop artist dating the dude that was connected 
to the highest levels of ISIS, like buying like Hezbollah trucks and shit like that. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Dude, it was no. wild. And she's a freaking billionaire now, man. You know what I mean? It's insane. Like these people at the high, like they were buying them Toyotas. Like, like <laughs> I forget the guy's name, man, but he was a Saudi prince. Um, it just really, really weird stuff. And yeah, man, uh, there was something else that you said earlier too, Andy, with like the whole music thing and like how music was predicting shit and now it's movies. And now it seems to be like, you know, um, uh, conspiracy theories and all this stuff is becoming mainstream. I think Ken said that, but, mm-hmm. uh, one thing that never slips my mind since I brought up, uh, nine 11 just now is that Slayer album that dropped the day that nine 11, 2001 happened. That God Hates Us All was the title of that album <laughs> on that Tuesday that that shit went down. You know wow, what I mean? I never, <clears throat> I never realized it dropped on the same day. That's why. Yeah. Look it up. If I mean, 9 11. Oh, I believe you. 9-11-2001, dude. And like, there's songs in there that talk about terrorists and all kinds of crazy I shit. I think dude. Jay-Z's Blueprint also dropped on that day. No shit. The first yeah, one? Either, either Blueprint or Blueprint 2. One Interesting. Of them dropped on 9-11 or was supposed to and then they pulled it and then dropped it later but yeah I, I was listening to a podcast talk about that the other day and I was like wow I don't even I was in college at the time I didn't even remember that yeah dude I this was is freaking... where mushrooms would help man mushrooms yes. would, would make us all feel like man this is a wild story <laughs> we're in right now yeah dude it's so crazy man just thinking about the fact that like uh, and, and you know these record labels they know they're they're higher connected than than people want to admit, dude. You know what I mean. So that's what's just kind of interesting that that well, this God hates society. They they influence society, so they're put up there. Who's going to play the game, man? So well, yeah, they're, yeah, they're told what to say too. Like right, like these. So few artists are writing their own songs or or making their own music. I mean, actors are going out there. Freaking Alec Baldwin right now, dude. That dude went through some <laughs> shit, right? I mean, that I feel if if that happened to anyone else. I would feel bad for him, right? But Alec Baldwin's such a piece of shit that, like, for me, I'm just like, dude, uh, maybe you should have learned about guns. You should have checked. Yeah. Sounded like a hit to me. Well, there there is some uh, Hillary Clinton connections through uh, that Sussman character, and then, you know, there's Ukrainian connections. There's uh, when, and the when we director talk about- was the director was the same or the guy who gave him the gun was the same guy on the set of The Crow where Brandon Lee got shot and killed. Yeah. yeah. So it's like that. there's like layers of conspiracy. And I feel like you wake up to one and then you got to wake up to another one. And it's kind of like they're leading us with the entertainment kind of conspiracies. Well, yeah. Like and they this- just want us chasing them. This one got weird, Andy, too, because recently I heard that most of the people had walked off the set yeah. the day before. Um, because they weren't getting paid or, or something. So there's only like a handful of people on set, including, you know, the, per, the woman who got shot. Dude, that, and, that gun that was being used, right? That same revolver gun. It was, it was a revolver, a six shooter. That gun, someone was just shooting it out in the desert, like shooting at animals and shit out in the desert, supposedly. I mean, like these people are going out. And so this weapon al- allegedly was going from a prop weapon to a live weapon they were alternating this and then yeah. they drop it on a liberal alec baldwin's lap that doesn't know the first thing about guns and instead of like inspecting this making sure that these are blank rounds being like okay are we good to go why am i pointing it directly at this lady instead of like just 10 degrees away from her you know there's so much dude and why why isn't hollywood using just 
no bullets, not even blank rounds, because CGI can do so much right now that there's right. no reason. But like my my main thing is like, what is this going to do for firearms and movies? Is it, it going to outlaw it? I mean, the director is already saying he's not going to mess around with guns and movies anymore. Um, and we may end up like France, where they don't show any kind of gun violence or anything in their movies. They show nudity. They show full bush in their movies. We're not Hell allowed yeah. to see that. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm down for it. Dude. We're not allowed to see that, but we're we're allowed to see someone get their fucking head cut off or get th- fucking people sewn together, ass to mouth, like in Human Centipede. I mean, this this shit is the stuff that we're allowed to see here, but we can't see a little bush. I mean, come on, what's going I on? Mean, does a part of you think too that this is they're like? kind of glo- i mean yeah someone did die but they're glorifying it just to distract people from like mm-hmm. all the shit that's going on like same with that girl that mm-hmm. disappeared in the desert or whatever that i think yeah. all that is just fake Illusion. oh and they- people chasing right. numbers and taking the names apart yeah. and shit it's so Dude, dumb dog, then- the bounty hunter got involved see that's what i'm talking about it's all just garbage <laughs> I'm like, yep, fbi is looking for the, <laughs> the boyfriend couldn't find him and the parents go out one day and find him right away like it's just all bullshit. <laughs> like, how like on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah, right. How do you believe any of this crap? I I don't even know if those people are real. Even if they are, they're just actors. Well, like, the it, funny it, thing was their names, yeah. right? Their names were shady. It was like brain yeah. laundry. And yeah, Gabby. You know, Petito. She was had ties to Sandy Hook. And yeah, dude, that's was, the problem just, with like the Hollywood shit. Is like no matter what, like this Alec Baldwin thing. It happened off like. Oh yeah, this isn't part of the movie, but we're all actors here. This is, you know, it's like I can't really trust that any of that was actually like unplanned. If someone actually did die, then shit, then it was probably for another reason that we hey. don't know, you know. But also, they have Peter Stormare. You guys familiar with that actor? He's in a bunch of different things, but like he is in that movie, or he's friends with those people, and he was saying on a video that. I don't even know why they were using that gun. We haven't used, you know, blanks even in a decade. We, we use just a little flame that comes out of the end of the gun. Uh, it's And to touch on that idea about like CGI, like you can't put a stick in his hand and turn into a gun, but you can have like Thor riding tornadoes and shit. Yeah, but so, like, fucking, fucking Hulk. This yeah, is crazy. This well, dude, you know, the real conspiracy here is that Dog the Bounty Hunter is five feet, seven inches tall. He's yeah, not as big as he goes looks. up like six inches, so it gives him gets him up to six feet. He wears his platform <laughs> boots and he has that fake mullet that he that that brings him up to like six two. So I mean that <laughs> dude is icon, very, man. very Don't short. Shit. He's a tiny what? <laughs> He's an icon. Don't talk shit. Man's a national treasure. <laughs> dude, I, I'm just saying this guy, I mean, like it, it, it's just funny. And then he fucking broke his hip or something when he was out there looking for this guy in the swamp. I mean, it's it's kind of sad, man. You know, like we got to wait. Gotta give... Someone will connect the broken hip to another event. You <laughs> wait. <laughs> that was a Hillary Clinton attempted hit. Is what there that was. Go. I don't know, dude. It's just freaking weird, man. It's just chaos. It's fun to watch if you're not invested in it. See, that's <laughs> the best. That's what you have to do. You got to make fun of this stuff because they want you to be serious. Take all this shit seriously and you know, waste your energy on that. The best part is just to laugh about it joke about it because it is all just one big game they're playing and it's so obvious to people like us we see it you just got to make fun of it dude and that takes away all the energy and all the seriousness of all the crap they do like i sort of like yeah that girl maybe she did die or whatever it is 
I don't know. I made fun of the whole thing. Like one person <laughs> goes disappearing and they put it all over the news. It's national headlines. People disappear from Cleveland all the fucking time. There yeah. was a serial killer here for a while. Like there was a couple of them. People are disappearing left, right, and center, but that's not all over the news, not national headlines. They got one right. girl. And then of course they bring race into it because, Oh, it's a pretty white chick. That's so they bring that into it all. It's just ways to distract you from all the shit that's going on and all the crap they're doing and the games they play. And just to get you all wild up to fight divide you even more. It's, I don't I was, know. I see right through the shit. That's well, oddly the enough, it's now, it's oddly enough. It's now not to distract us from what they're doing. It's, it's almost to shove it in our faces and be like, can you believe it? And they're getting away with it. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I think like, no, they're not because to, to Ken's point, it, yeah. People go missing and they go, I mean, they, they die every day. My freaking uh, next door neighbor uh, here, they, they had a, uh, a girl with Down syndrome that was like 30 something. She went missing like two or three years ago. And then they found her body a year later out in the desert, like right down the street. Um, that wasn't national news, right? It was it was very tragic and it was sad but you know this girl's a social media influencer she had a youtube channel with like what like ten thousand followers not even anything substantial but i think that this is what they really used to really shove it down people's throats it's like yeah your your kids want to be social media influencers they want to be youtube personalities like fucking uh that kid that does unboxings of the, oh, yeah. the presents and stuff. It's like, you know, this is what's going to happen to them. You know what I mean? It's just really, really weird. But yeah, I, that was my thought immediately too. Ken is like, dude, why is this chick's disappearance getting propped up? There's a reason. And then yes, the, the conspiracy type people are tying it to connect uh, the making the connection with uh, what was it? Sandy hook and all these other things, which we probably shouldn't say a third time here. I think Andy we've said Shook. it twice now. Andy Shook, dude. <laughs> there we go. Um, you know, it, it, it's just insane, man. It's very, very weird. But, you know, to, uh, to uh, we can probably say that uh, SH word as much as we want. I actually heard from Lex Friedman that uh, the way that they do the algorithms is it's all the title of the show. So as long as you title this like Master Debaters, that sounds like Master Debaters. That's fun. You can do all <laughs> kinds of porn that you want to do, and that's 100% allowed. But the people that are tuning into your video or streaming your audio, it goes off of what other videos they look into. So if they're like 9-11 truthers and they, you know, look into freaking, uh, I don't know, January 6th. The Vegas uh, shooting. Yeah. If they're looking into all these videos and then there's a certain percentage of them that also tune into this, uh, that that's a, a, a big red flag for them. I, I've been looking into it a lot because I've i'm freaking shadow band hardcore on on uh instagram right now matt i know your personal account is too and it's just dude it, it sucks man because you can tell um uh, when when that shit changes dude well so. it's funny i gotta i gotta i went to tag someone last night and i go to tag her in it and i get a pop-up that says uh you cannot tag this person because <laughs> they have been posting harmful information uh repeatedly posting harmful information about COVID 19 and that's oh, nice. where we've gotten to now. Now you can't even tag people if they put stuff up anymore. And like, is that I, person I, you know, somebody I know? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, awesome person. Because I've tried to do the yeah. same. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I know who it is too. I mean, dude. I, so, what do you think about this whole social media network that Trump's trying to start? Man, is it just going to be more of the same the shit? That's what I think. Corral. Corral. Stay away. Yep. Controlled Don't opposition. Go. Sort of yeah. like Getter. 
that's why I kind of feel about Rockfin too. If you look back to it, it's like kind of tied into the DOD and all this, like the government. And that's why it got so big so fast. And all the conspiracy people went over there. And it just, that's why we, we pulled our, we pulled all our stuff off of there, man. We're not even going to be a part of it anymore. Dude, I've been really, I'm glad that you brought that up, Ken, because I was thinking that I wanted to get into it, but I was like, dude, I remember, you know, like the things that you had kind of mentioned about it. And I was just like, yeah, man, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it, it sounds like it's too good to be true. They pay you in their own crypto. I mean, what the mm, fuck are we yeah, talking it costs about money here? to take out too. It's, yeah. it's a big pain in the ass to get the money. And then even exchanging Ethereum, it takes, I think the one time it took us like two days for it to actually process and everything like is just. It's just anno- annoying. Well, that's not but too yeah, bad. You can, make, you can make money off it. I mean, yeah, go for it if you want to make a couple no, bucks because it is, it is good cash. I'll say that. It was pretty good money for what we were doing. But again, I'd just rather stay away from it, man. And that's what we do. We took, we're not even on Instagram anymore. Like, we just don't even want to be a part of the game anymore. I was going to say, you guys have kind of uh, not fallen silent, of course, but like, I haven't seen your presence as much lately these past few months after your break. And yeah, uh, it seems like, like I keep thinking they must be taking a lot of nice health days. Yeah. Themselves. Well, uh, Shane, <laughs> Shane, yeah. Ran, Shane ran the Instagram account. It's a lot of work and it's annoying. Yeah. And he just, He's like, dude, I I'm I want to get away from social media altogether. I guess personal accounts gone, our black pills gone. It's he just doesn't want to de- be a part of it because he was really doing a lot of the work. And Damn, I wasn't gonna full black pill. I get it, man. I mean, good for Shane because if he gave it to me to run it, I wouldn't even be doing a half as good a job as he was. So I figure if we're gonna stop it, just stop it. Don't half-ass it. Let's just be, get out of there then. It's so Fair interesting, enough. though, man, because there's this dichotomy to it. It's such a great tool to get started. I mean, oh, Instagram, really as much as I hate Facebook, I mean, Instagram is a phenomenal way to get your message out initially until you get fucking shadow banned, and then it kind of sucks. But, like, I did a deep dive into Facebook, and I was really looking into the shit. And, dude, you see these patterns developing on such small levels, even as much as it hurts me to say it, dude, I feel like it's going on with Patreon right now. They're about to go public. They're about to, to do an IPO. So they're going to be a, a share. Uh, you know, you're going to be able to buy shares of, of Patreon. Um, I feel like it's going to be great for five years. And then you better get the fuck out. If we're, if you're talking about the stuff that we're talking about, um, we need, our own internet. Platform. we need we need our own internet the way we need our own land you know what i mean like mm-hmm. we all the same problem of getting on these platforms which do help absolutely in the beginning for sure i think that's a, a reputable pl- way to to do it in the beginning but like the same way with like going off grid like whose land are you on that when you're off grid who you pay? Who'd you pay for that land? It's God's continue? water. Dude. Well, what I'm saying is like, there's not a stick of land on this continent that's not owned by someone that you'd have to pay every like all the time for. You know, like what is off grid? So I don't know if it's like completely drop out. I mean, maybe right now it's okay, but at some point, all these little signs where things are constricting, that's just leading to an absolute. You know what I mean? Eventually where we are not going to be allowed to do any of this stuff. So we're going to be sending carrier pigeons back and forth or something. Yeah, right. Because, I mean, we even looked into ham radios, but somebody owns, oh, the, yeah. lic- owns the licensing, you know, and owns all the towers. So and, we and have how to start. Easy is it, how easy is it to block that, you know, if push came to shove, right? 
satellite phones too man yeah it's that's the thing so it's like this is the same thing that happens to everybody that like kind of wakes up or whatever where you start to look around and go oh my god it's everything it really is everything it was all about creating our own damn world not about letting someone else do it for us and that's how they tricked us they tricked us with laziness i think overall mm-hmm. it feels like convenience yeah that. yeah right it feels like that man well so sad. they still need data right i mean these companies still need data to do what they're trying to do i think that the ultimate goal of them is to create what people may call an ai god something yeah. that really knows everything that like they they know what i'm going to say before i say it they know what i'm going to want to buy before i buy it shit like that so they need data so they need people on these platforms so I mean, like my my big question is how do we get people, massive amounts of people to get off of those platforms, right? You can't you can't tell them on those platforms to to get off of the platform because you're still on the platform. You can't really lead by example because then people don't see you on those platforms. (laughs) So they've really put themselves in these phenomenal positions where, dude, there's nothing we can fucking do. That I know of. I mean, there's got to be something. There, but there's I mean, some. There's a couple guys that do it pretty well. Crow Triple Seven does his. Um, the Higher Side Chats has his. I mean, but again, you got to build that base in order to come over there. But even people don't want to change. They don't want to do it. They want to go to a different website. That's. It's not like you're driving across the state to go do this shit. It, but at the same time, too, people will pay for Netflix. They'll hate it. They'll pay for Hulu. They'll pay for all. They hate these big companies. But they can't support someone like you, the Great Deception Podcast, Deep mm-hmm. Share. They can't give you five bucks a month when they're paying all these other people. When they listen to your content, if you don't support it, it goes away. It's just like the mom and pop sh- store down the street or the bar down the street. If you're not going there and giving them your money, they're not going to stick around. Even though you may love it. Oh, it's a staple of the neighborhood. You got to support them. Just like our shows we do. If you don't support them, they're not going to stick around, man. Well, and to and and like you were saying, Ken, to get to that point where Crow and the higher side is, that's that's big money, right? To get your own servers and get mm-hmm. all that stuff right. up. And, yep. you know, and Gina, I know you've gone through the rigors. How how did you wiggle your way out of it? What social media? With the no, with the censorship. Yeah, I mean, they went. They, <laughs> you have a big bullseye on your back. Everybody knows. I do. That. I'm very I'm very sly about how I do things. Um, no, we have actually used literally every single device in our house, and that in compete that's like four computers, three iPads, all phones, and and literally everything. Um, and with with like Twitter, uh, it's five accounts now, and so I'm like, okay, so where where's the stopping point going to be where i'm going to be like okay we're not going to get another device we're not going to do you know get anything else that can allow me to get back on social media like where is that point going to be because we've literally used them all now and i'm am i going to continue to do that but people that know me know i talk about on my show all the time I hate social media. Um, Everybody that uh, knows me well has my phone number. And so that is my means of communication with people. Like if they want to talk to me, Um, even people that have been guests on the show or, you know, old students or whatever, 
I'm like, if you need to talk to me, don't message me on social media because very rarely am I on there because I'm happier outside. Like I don't, I hate spending time on um, any kind of devices and podcast wise, um, you know, it took me over a year to figure out how to get back on Apple and it, oh my God, it was some hoops and it was uh, legal jargon and all these forms that I had to fill out and all this other shit. <clears throat> so, you know, getting around things is fine, but like I got a weird message from Instagram out of the blue the other day. And it was like, because you reach so many people on your account, we have changed some things so that when people look you up, they will see these. And I can't see what they changed. I have no fucking clue. Um, I didn't even have 3000 followers at that point. So I was like, I'm reaching a large number of people. Oh, you mean cause of the post that I made that got like 5,000 shares. And then all of a sudden I get a warning again. Mm. <laughs> we got them too with black bill all the time. Like, so Jesus we had, we had what 25,000 followers or something like that. So yeah, yeah. we get the, we get that crap all the time. Shane, we're just like, Screenshot at somebody he goes, Oh, we got another one, man. It's just all I know. I have like a running list of them tactics. in my phone about the you know the warnings and stuff. And one of them it didn't even it was a picture, it didn't even have a caption on it. It was literally a person that I saw in DC, and I was like, Well, this is a really cool outfit. And I took a picture of it and they took it down as hate speech. <laughs> and I'm like, a fucking picture. Did with it, no did he have a let's go Brandon t-shirt on no, <laughs> or an American no, flag. Yeah, no, no, it was nothing like that. And I was like, okay, hate speech. I don't, I seem, I seem to get nailed for hate speech a lot. That is like the biggest. Um, Cause you're deplorable. Yeah. That's the biggest thing that I get because, you know, like <clears throat> multiple times on Twitter, it was because, I said something about Brian Stelter or um, oh, Adam boy. Schiff or uh, Jim Acosta or whatnot. And so, yeah, like I got nailed for hate speech a lot. And and it's like I called one of them a baboon. <laughs> Probably Brian Stelter. He looks like Bozo. That dude's like 37 years old, man. It's kind of yeah, crazy. Looks like shit. He looks like uh, shit. <laughs> he yeah. looks 50. I was going to say, hey, you know. Hey. Don't hey, I'm not saying nothing wrong people. about 50. Janet, you look like you're I'm 25. Gonna, uh, thank you very much. All right, that's what very I'm much. saying. Just let me hey, finish my sentence. I wasn't made done. Maybe come down there. <laughs> yeah, no, you're whatever age you are. You look like you're, I'm guessing, 25. That's what I think. And oh, Brian Stelter is 37, and he looks like he's mm. in his 50s. He looks like it. That's he looks thing. older than me. Yeah, and he does. Know, that's who's preaching to us about health, what we should be yeah. doing with our stuff right now. I mean, well, this- Sanjay Gupta, dude, that whole thing. I've, I've mentioned it a few times, like on my own on my own show. Like, dude, a medical doctor. Yeah, sure. It's a neurosurgeon. He goes on to a comedian's podcast and yeah, it's Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's very intelligent, knows his shit. I've never seen someone get eviscerated by a lay person. I mean, this neurosurgeon whatever he is goes in talks to a comedian initiates the conversation keeps trying to talk about vaccines 
but the facts are on the comedian's side. So right. the comedian looks smarter than the goddamn neurosurgeon. There's a problem when that. Like, dude, he admitted, he goes, yeah, they lied. And then he goes right back out of CNN and basically backsteps everything he said. So like yeah. they tripling down on it. Like it's just one big game. Cause no one even looks up anything. Cause they, again, they're taught to listen, not actually think. Well, they're trying to memorize. It's yeah, a so, and since it's repetitive, that's what, exactly what they're doing is memorization of what the news media says. Exactly. Um, there's got to be the, some sort of control, like mind controlled aspect to that, dude. Like there's got mm-hmm. to be. These people are so indoctrinated and sure money probably plays a part of this. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, dude, how does does Gupta go back on CNN and like Ken said, double down? On just being like, no, Joe Rogan's a fucking idiot. Well, because he gets paid to do so. I mean, he's he an makes, actor. He makes a lot of money to to spout his bullshit on on CNN. But how don't people so. see that? Is my real point, I guess. Because these are the same people that worship Fauci, my man. Yeah. You know? I mean, these yeah, people exactly. are so gone that they you like someone said earlier, you could put the truth right in front of them. They are not going to see it because it goes against their belief. Right. Yeah. And that's another. Um, yeah. Kind of like one of those, like what I said earlier, is you have to have something affect you directly to understand it. And so to understand how literally little doctors know, you have to have been in the medical field or have to have been, you know, worked with them in some capacity or another. And then you actually see how utterly brilliant the people around them are but they're not well it's that is yeah 99 that's 99 percent of the medical community it's not just the medical community it's every single job that's out there Mm because the higher people move up in each field the less they know about like what the actual frontline workers go through right my dumb little job which is just merchandising doing sales for a major beverage company. I was talking with two of my bosses today. They're both really nice dudes. One was, he's fairly high up in this massive company that trades on the, uh, on the, the New York stock exchange. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then someone directly below him, they were having a hard time trying to figure out how to reroute these routes. Cause like the way that we do it, we hit like four to five stops a day. They're mm-hmm. trying to get it down to three to four stops and they just couldn't figure out how to, you know, set this whole thing up. And they royally fucked it up last year. I mean, they uh, it was it's a shit show. Some people are making like eighty thousand dollars for sales, and some people are making thirty. And they they try to make it as even as possible, but they can't figure out something as simple as that just because they haven't been on the front lines right. for you know ten years. So how do you think Fauci is? That dude hasn't touched a patient. In 40 exactly. years, 50 years, who knows how Thank long? Thank God. Well, that's yeah, like that's, letting, good. that's like letting Pete Buttigieg be head of the Department of Transportation, right? I mean, the guy had no experience at all, but he's a good face for the queer community, and we'll throw him out there and give him a high position that he knows nothing about. And and then when it's time for him to work, he's going to go on paternity leave. He's the white Obama mm-hmm. dude. He he really is oh. CIA funded. Uh, hundred percent, no, definitely. Yeah, that yeah. dude. That dude doesn't know his ass from a hole in the ground. It's weird. It's very weird. Uh, it's what they always do. It's, it's what they've always done. So it's not even that weird anymore to me. That's like when they do it. Or can you believe he's on paternity leave? Can you believe they put this guy in? It's like, 
They've been doing it forever, man. It's not even surprising to me anymore. It's just more surprising people don't see it. You know, but you right. got to admit, mm-hmm. Ken, it's so much weirder than it ever has been right now. It's getting yeah, exponentially like that whole weird. Well, it's like they're begging us to see it. It's they're yeah. begging. So that's it's weird, man. It feels like they're coming out with all of it is that a weird sense of arrogance like ha, they don't even notice or is it trying to wake people up these people have been too careful about everything for so long yet now it's just it's everywhere i think it's arrogance yeah. but i also think that they have to they have to tell you what they're doing so it's like that karma shit yeah. so they, they yeah, so it's like I don't hey, think they believe you. in karma, though. I don't think they believe in karma because this is we're talking about the same people that did the gateway experience. Well, that's a rule CIA of the documents. Universe. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's misunderstood on our level as some moral obligation. That's a very human concept. We put that right on. Uh, we put we, we do that a lot. We personalize these concepts that are very abstract sure. and not human. You know what I mean? We do it with aliens constantly. We do it with the simulation theory. To me, that's consciousness doing it. But simulation theory, everybody thinks Matrix, everybody thinks computers, everybody thinks tech, Terminator, yeah. you know, it's it's a psyop. It's yeah, just the a- AI, they think that like the machines are going to be like uh, personified and it's like, no, they're going right. to be something way different than than people are. So I don't know, man. I was just saying, I think that that even for for everyone that thinks that, yeah, this shit has been going on for a long time. And I agree with that, that, uh, that concept for sure. I mean, you know, probably since the inception of this country, but it is so in your fucking face right now It is that there is something to that. There's something to the, in your face, fuck you. We're making gas prices go up. We're taking food away. I bought some steaks from Walmart the other day that were double the price and half the quality. They tasted like Mm -hmm. fucking shit. They used to actually have some decent steaks, like ribeyes and stuff at Walmart. They used to be okay, like just as little as like a month ago. Yeah, it's not Wagyu beef and shit like that. But I mean, it was decent. Like you could eat it. It Tastes like I was fucking chewing on my shoe this last thing. And instead of like a $7 steak from Walmart, it was $14. So this shit is in your face. And I'm just trying to figure out like, I'm not inciting here. I'm just like, when the fuck do we change this shit, dude? It's fucking, it's weird. It's coming, I think. It's like the balkanization of America they're trying to do. You mm, know what I mean? With yeah. oh, Texas seceding, Florida seceding. It's like the same shit that happened to the USSR, man. And this mm. was written into this the Spars yeah. thing or whatever, the Rockefeller lockstep thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. They want it to break up. That's the whole point. This was an experiment of some kind, or at least it was once it was infiltrated. Maybe we did have some good guys at that beginning trying to do what the good guys have always been trying to do since the ancient times with these asshole parasites, you know, but I think this time, because we have so much history that we remember, maybe we have an upper hand to really just get them out of our lives eventually, perhaps. And I don't know what that looks like with this many people and change is painful. Dude, this is my last thought, but like to touch on what Ken just said, you you sparked something that I I, I actually had a fucking dream about this last night about the USSR and the United States following the same steps as the USSR. It was this massive empire that broke into a bunch of pieces. I feel like the United States is going to break up, whether it's 50 states, whether it's 20 regions, 10 regions, maybe 13 colonies again. I, I I had a dream literally last night that the country broke up into several different pieces. Um, 
each one was their own country and i felt like i wanted to go out and buy like a globe that has the united states all as one thing because i think in the very near future possibly in our lifetimes we're gonna see the united states every single one of those things like let's say on a globe that the united states is the color pink instead of the whole thing being pink it's all going to be like pink orange blue purple like all these different states just like the countries are broken up throughout the rest of the world, kind of like how Africa looks. The United States itself, I think, will look like that. There will be gonna different be fe- countries. Are they going to be FEMA zones? <laughs> I don't know if they'll be FEMA zones. That's very interesting. That's an interesting concept, right? I mean, like it could be. What is that, 12 or 13 that they have? Yeah, something like that. I remember from your podcast looking at the map, and yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. something like that. Anywhere from 8 to 13 different zones. Yeah, and how many and like years the- after? The Federal Reserve banks like line up right along with that shit. So, I mean, like those those banking, like the central banks could be where like, you know, coinciding with all these areas. But no, I mean, I think that it could possibly even go as down down as far as like the state level. You know, there may be 50 countries that break up into this. What do we have, like 94 countries in the world right now? Or I I don't know exactly what the number is. I thought Um, it was like 118 or something like that. I'm not sure at all. Someone could probably Google that, but. Uh, yeah, it's just very interesting to me. You know what I mean? It, it, that I think that we may be uh, seeing nearly double uh, the countries by the end of this, uh, by the end of our lifetimes, by the end of this generation. I think that it'll be very interesting to see where we end up, man. But that was my last thought. But what about um, maybe it'll all be one color on those globes? Because isn't that where they want to take it? They kind of wanted to eventually like. So I think this breaking up of the U.S. is like just a stage you know that's just part of it because eventually i it's already true behind closed doors that like governments and nations like don't even really exist anymore they kind of told us that right in that movie network back in the 70s excuse me so it's like that's just coming out now in the open and it's going to physically happen now but it's already like been going on for a long time where they think in corporations all around the around the world yeah. and like the nations of the worlds are fading in their eyes so it's like yeah it's just a stage towards that one world system you know what i mean yeah 195 countries right now so Damn. Uh, yeah that, that's literally triple almost what i thought <laughs> so it's insane man i mean it, it, i think that will that will be that will be seeing more countries uh develop well, so yeah and it's funny you said that andy about the companies because the other day i saw a map of the united states and basically what it had was each state had its biggest corporation as like the state flag and mm-hmm. i was like wow that's interesting they're basically saying okay if the companies ran it, this is who your governor would be, you know? Oh, so yeah. out West they'd have uh, Nike and mm, like and, the old company towns that failed miserably and ruined everyone's lives. Yeah. <laughs> Where they pay you in what company bucks, right? right. <laughs> you spend it at the company store and <laughs> Dave and Buster's dude, always sunny in Philadelphia had a great episode about that. <laughs> Power card, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. No. Yeah. I don't know. Crazy. All right. I, uh, anybody got anything else? I think that's a great time to wrap it up. Uh, we're going on about an hour and a half here, and I think we hit some good stuff tonight. I, I, I really appreciate it, guys. Uh, let's go around the horn and uh, sh- share your socials and what you want to get out there so people can get in touch with you, if you want people to get in touch with you. <laughs> I guess I'll start. Um, we don't have social media anymore for Black Pill, so you can check me out at Kenny K 
That's K-I-N-N-Y-K. Uh, check out our podcast. We're on all the major platforms. Uh, yeah, I think we got like 89 episodes. So check it out. You'll find something good you like. Dope yeah. show. You can find me at the Deep Share podcast um, on on the social media for now, but I think I feel inspired. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I got a new podcast coming out on eleven eleven, which is Roots of Creation. That'll be fun. So check that out. And I'm doing uh, every other Friday. I'm doing a like a joint thing with uh, Emmanuel Kingman from the Godcast Good Over Goodness Over Darkness podcast we're doing a jam called worship in the storm friday nights at nine o'clock live on youtube so check it out and thanks for having me man this was awesome oh yeah, thanks, thanks for man. coming hell yeah, hell next. yeah. go ahead, go ahead. okay <laughs> Um, my podcast, Deplorable Nation, you can find me on all podcast platforms now, as well as Alt Media United and ActualActivist.com. You can find me on Instagram at No Janet, or excuse me, at Deplorable Janet, and Twitter is at No Janet, K N O W. Dope. Well, uh, that leaves me, I guess, before Matt cleans up. Uh, Dangerous World Podcast, uh, always a, a big, big honor to talk with all of you guys. Matt, thanks for bringing us all together, as always, dude. This is always such a good time. So, oh, my um, pleasure, guys. Like I said, thank you. Of course, dude. Um, uh, on the, uh, you know, the all the major platforms, patreon.com slash Dangerous World and DangerousWorldStore.com. Got the hoodies and all that good shit going, too. So fun, fun stuff. And I uh, I can't wait to talk to you again. And I will back up Ryan's uh, wardrobe. His his t shirts are top notch. Oh, I got, thank I, you. I got about they a dozen are. of them, and I'm I'm. You just reminded me. I got to order a hoodie. So, uh, yeah, definitely, dude. The, you you put out quality stuff. It's not like some of these people got cheap cheap merch. This is they're actually really good shirts. Thank you, dude. I try yeah. to give the money back guarantees too. If anything gets fucked up, I I replace. Oh yeah, them and free. and you did, man. I had one out of out of all the ones that that got screwed up, and you ended up sending me like two. I think you didn't even have to do it, but hey, I appreciate it. Of course, I appreciate the business. But, uh, Thank yeah. You. So uh, yeah, please support everybody on here, guys. Uh, like like we said before, we're we're not making any money off this. So if you could just share, support, you know, donate if you can, it'd be greatly appreciated. And uh, you can find me at the Great Deception Podcast, and uh, I have a YouTube channel too there with some playlists you can go check out. I don't have a lot of videos, but they'll be coming. Uh, other than that, uh, we're going to wrap it tonight. Thanks for joining us, and uh, everyone, Matt. Real have a quick, great real yeah. quick, Matt. Do you have a way that they can donate to your show, like a no, Patreon no, no, or, or a not, PayPal? I'm not doing it yet. No, I'm not doing anything yet. Uh, I'll, I'll get something set up here in the future, but. Yeah, I haven't got I've been just trying to get some material out first and gotcha. and uh and actually earn it before I come out there grifting with my hands out in front. But yo, you're like, kicking ass, man. You're doing a great job. We're loving the show, dude. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, but I, like I said, I mean, we pay to do this, right? I mean, we we have to pay for for different stuff. So, you know, and and not let alone all the research and time and stuff that we do for these shows. But on the other hand, 
we all love doing it or we wouldn't be doing it. Right. So on on that side, but the people that, like you said, Ken, the people that are watching this, you will pay $15 and then bitch about Netflix. Why not donate that 15 to your three favorite podcasts? You know, that's a great idea. Help out everybody. Cause you know, we're, we're, we're not getting big sponsorships. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm a little guy. So, you know, anything, anything helps and, and share. You know, leave reviews like like Ryan said many times. How hard is it to click the goddamn star button and leave a smiley face or a review? You know, mm-hmm. it's not that hard. And it goes a long way to getting us in the algorithm and getting us to more ears. And that's what this is all about is letting people hear us and, and sharing ideas. And if we can just change one person each, we're doing the domino effect and it's 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 going to pay off in the long run. So uh, thanks again, guys. I really appreciate it. And I I hope to have you all back. Thank you. Thanks, man. Thanks for having us. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park